This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Good morning, Dan and Amy Tucker Carlson there on uh, the uh, Tucker Carlson Show on the Fox News Channel. So it sparked a little bit of uh, a debate, mo- mostly among cable news talking heads, but it's a worthy debate uh, in the context of 9-11, remembering 9-11 yesterday. And it's about diversity. Uh, Tucker Carlson uh, offered this uh, monologue on Friday talking about how e pluribus unum our national model from many one has been replaced by diversity is our strength, but is diversity our strength? That's a question he asks. Or is there something that necessarily binds us as Americans and something that better bind us as Americans, lest civil society descend into madness and division and unrest? Tug Carlson has uh, been criticized by the left, of course, if you've challenged the notion that diversity is strength, uh, that's the important thing about America, then you're de facto racist and sexist and suffer from all the phobias and are uh, purveyor of all the isms and so forth. Uh, well, he picked up this debate yesterday, uh, or, or the other day, I'm not sure, maybe it was Monday, um, but in the context, again, of uh, remembering 9-11 and talking about national unity, it's an important discussion to revisit. Here's Tucker Carlson responding to his critics. America is a country the size of a continent with 325 million people in it. What holds all of that together? What's the glue? It certainly doesn't need to be ethnicity or religion, but it does need to be something. Countries don't remain united without a reason. What's ours? You'd think our elites would be staying up late thinking about that. They're not. They haven't given it a thought, and they don't want you to give it a thought either. Diversity is our strength, they shout. It's an inadequate response from an inadequate leadership class. Meanwhile, they fan the flames of mindless tribalism. Division helps them maintain their power, even as it destroys our country. They have no interest in national unity. They have no interest in the nation state itself, actually. That's merely a barrier to their advancement. But there are a lot of people, including us, who still care about America, the nation. And it's worth thinking about why we are still a country. What do we all have in common? What do we all believe? What's the American idea? What do we all have in common? What's the tie that binds? Is it diversity and a belief that diversity is our strength? Or is it something more profound than that? 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro, answer line. 64636-DA, turnkey.pro, text line. It was interesting he made... Note that um, uh, fanning the flames of division is how the elites stay in power. Well, that's exactly the same thing that Barack Obama said on Friday at U of I. Precisely the same thing, that uh, Donald Trump is a symptom of the times, uh, a function of the resentment that politicians have flamed uh, over time. Of course, he excluded himself, and I would include him at the top of the list of people who fan the flames of resentment and promoted division. But it was interesting that they see the same issue uh, as do I. There's no question. But diversity, that's the big idea. Diversity needs an agent or diversity happens naturally. People are different uh, sexes. People are different races. People have different faiths. Does that need 
a political sponsor? Does that need to does diversity need to be squired around by the federal government or does it just happen in the context of a nation of 330 million people? And if it happens in the context, uh, regardless of any oversight or micromanagement, then why is that our strength? Something more profound must be our strength. Right. Right. Well, diversity isn't this diversity. What in the hell's diversity? Well, I, I could be wrong. But I believe uh, diversity is an old, old wooden ship that was used during the Civil War era. Yes, uh, that also. Uh, it's the Ron Burgundy uh, people's history of the United States. There's no question about that. Uh, but diversity is what makes our country unique. Well, uh, in a way, you know, because if we were all, you know, the same homogenous, it'd be boring. We are diverse, and that's why people came from all different lands to make America what it is. Right. So what's a right? Diverse place. Exactly. So it what should be have attached a negative connotation to it? The word, you know, being diverse. Should it have okay. a po- should it have a positive connotation? Here's the example I always use: Is what? diversity our strength? Okay. Is that the tie that binds us? Okay. So um, three black gentlemen are having a conversation, and we introduce a neo-Nazi. The group has become more diverse. Has it become stronger? Why is that the <laughs> Why can't uh, it just be a blonde Swede? Because uh, well, that doesn't make doesn't my point. Um, my point is to say that uh, the problem with those with the introduction of the neo-Nazi mm-hmm. is what that the neo-Nazi is white. No, mm-hmm. the problem is that the neo-Nazi believes that the black gentlemen are inferior to him. He's wrong. He doesn't share the same values. He doesn't have the same understanding that we're the Christian uh, ideal in which this nation was founded, that everyone is equal in the eyes of God and everyone should be equal in the eyes of the law here. Same rights, responsibilities, right? So the reason that more diverse group got weaker is because you introduce somebody who doesn't believe in the shared values of this country. So that's why it's not opposition to diversity because that's a pointless conversation. It happens naturally and fine. That's the, that's not the problem. The problem is when you make non-behavioral characteristics like your race, your sex, your religion. The only thing that defines and the thing by which you must be categorized and importantly, and oh, by the way, this is. Something, you know, freed slave Frederick Douglass argued against. You start to confer benefits or impose responsibilities based on those non-behavioral characteristics, which is what we've done. Create classes of people who are entitled to something based on those non-behavioral characteristics or who must shoulder a burden based on those non-behavioral characteristics. That's when you divide people up. That's when you engender resentment. That's when you fan the flames of division. And that's what Tucker Carlson is getting to. In point of fact, those people who count by race as the means to get a colorblind society and every other non-behavioral characteristic I mentioned, they are the ones who are suffering from the isms and the phobias they like to project on others. Craig in Mount Greenwood, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hey, Dan. Hey, Amy. Uh yeah, it's definitely um, uh, freedom. Uh, we, that separates us from uh, from uh, the other countries and other places. I mean, but 
all different people have different things. Like some are coming here with the hope of freedom. There's the people that are here that are being held together by the freedom that they uh, um, have in, uh, in, able, in being able to take and excel and being able to take and make money and being able to have uh, different things that uh, people in other lands can't have. Thanks for the call, Craig. Appreciate that. Um, well, and just to Craig's point, this is why Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Colin Kaepernick, Kamala Harris, all the other socialists of the Democrats, I don't care if they're blonde Swedes or Latina or black or white or where, wherever they come from, whatever they believe in terms of their faith tradition, don't care. The idea of a government-centric society is an anathema to the foundation of this country. So socialism, which is just a, you know, a slow-walking totalitarianism, is not consistent with our shared values. And if that becomes the shared experience of this country, then America will cease to be the America that it has been not just uh, upon which it was founded, that it has been for the last 240 years. So sort of important, these big ideas. So when Tucker Carlson makes the point that we should be thinking about the ties that bind us or should bind us, and we should be having those conversations and making those arguments rather than just cult of personality politics, which is so much easier and so much cheaper Candace and DuPage. Dan, those are really great points. DeSantis and Ted Cruz, in my opinion, are struggling because they cannot articulate what you just articulated. Um, they, you know, they're putting labels, like you said, on things, which really, for the millennials, um, isn't enough context. And I think that's why I'm fairly scared about both elections being so close. They shouldn't be at all. But there, you're right. There's no education, you know. And when my grandmother and grandfather, he was a German, she was uh, Danish. When they came here in some uh, program, uh, they never spoke their native language again because they were so proud to be American. And when my grandfather died of a heart attack, and my grandmother was widowed and she needed to go work, she went and worked for a Jewish um, man who sold suits, and she was a seamstress. So I mean. E pluribus one, you know, it, it works and it has always worked. And, and you're right. I think that he poked a, a hornet's nest with this whole thing because it's just so much truth. And we're in such a crazy world right now where truth is hated. Um, thanks for the call, Candace. Um, and, and, you know, just again, to that end, you have to make arguments like cogent arguments where there is a thesis and evidence to support the thesis and a contemplation of the antithesis. I mean, that's that's the way you persuade people, give them the whole picture. But I, I agree with what Candace was saying. Too many politicians who believe what Tucker Carlson was saying or what I just articulated, they fall into the trap of just playing the label game with the left. The label game doesn't get you anywhere which is why you can call me a racist all day and Tucker Carlson clearly feels the same way because that's all you have to offer is a label. You can expose your anti-intellectualism. You can expose your ignorance all day and call me all the names 
under the sun because I know who I am and I can articulate what I believe and why I believe it uh, to give lie to the labels. But that's what you have to do. You have to give lie to the label and you don't do it by just responding with a label. Then it's just the label game. That's a loser. It's a loser for the Republican Party, to put it in the context of partisan politics. But more importantly, it's a loser for the country. It's news, opinion, insight. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer.